This is an ABC podcast. I had a lot of reservations about stealing his youth. I was like, you do know I'm a little bit older than you, right? And he's like, yeah, how old? Late 30s? Sure, let's go with that. I would see a group of 20-year-old girls and I would say, why wouldn't you go and be with one of them? Why would you choose to be with someone my age? He said to his mum, imagine if I bought home a 55-year-old. How would you feel? I didn't even think about the age gap. It was just about the person and I really connected with Joe and I felt like we were never going to be apart again. When you think of couples with a big age gap, who comes to mind? The classic for me was reality TV pioneer Anna Nicole Smith, who ripe with youth, bosoms and Big blonde hair stood glowing on her wedding day next to her wizened, shrunken 89-year-old billionaire husband. But there's also Madonna and her current BF, who could, by the way, change at any moment, but is almost guaranteed to be 30-plus years younger than her, or Leonardo DiCaprio, who seems to grow older while his girlfriends stay the same age. And you know what? Even listing off those people, I'm feeling the judgement. I'm Yumi Steins. Ladies, we need to talk about age gaps. Cradle snatcher, sugar daddy, toy boy, cougar. All of these terms are loaded with baggage and undermine the relationships they describe. Across Western countries, about 8% of all married straight couples have an age gap of 10 years or more, and predictably, the majority of these are made up of older men paired with younger women. There's very little research regarding age gaps in same-sex couples, but the scant knowledge we have suggests that same-sex couples are more comfortable dating out of their age range. So out of research and into the real world, does age matter? And do couples with large age gaps struggle in the long run? A lot of people assume that she's my mother or I'm her daughter. Meet Shani. She's 23 and her partner Vaughn is 56. They've been together for about a year. I was working at the local bar and I thought, oh, this woman's rather good looking. And <laughs> They struck up a conversation, then a friendship. One night she invited me over for dinner and a few glasses of wine in and went on to the bedroom and didn't expect her to be serious, but it ended up being serious. I guess we couldn't get enough of each other. Is it confronting to be the lover of an older body? No, I don't think so. I appreciate her body. I appreciate her experiences in life. I appreciate every part of her. I I just adore her and I think she's beautiful. And going through menopause and even the sort of things associated with childbirth affects your sexual well-being and your confidence. And I'm glad that I was able to give her that confidence back to be like, well, hey, yeah, you can enjoy yourself in the bedroom. Shani, at that early stage, did you have concerns about the age difference? I'm sort of used to being in age gap relationships where it's about 10 years, but not 33 years. I'm thinking 
she's way too old for me and it's not going to work different stages of our lives. She's got kids. I don't want kids. What the hell would my parents think? (laughs) Well, what do your parents think? I think they're quite accepting. I mean, they seem to really like her and they've said that they like her, but I know at the same time they have said to me, they sort of can't get their head around it in some aspect because she is older than them too. So she's older than your parents? Yeah. Yeah, right. So that makes it all the more awkward. (laughs) Shani's partner, Vaughn, has two sons about the same age as Shani and they both still live at home. One of them has a real issue with the age difference. He can't stand it. I'm not allowed to go over to her house when he's home. I have to wait until he stays at his girlfriend's house and that could be once a week, it could be once a month. It's funny though, like what do you think gives him that feeling of ick about you and his mum? He said to his mum, imagine if I brought home a 55-year-old, how would you feel? I guess it makes sense if I was in his position, but I also struggle to understand it because she's an adult too and it's it's her home. Vaughn and Shani found it tough dealing with judgments from people close to them, but the worst was sometimes when randoms confused them for mother and daughter. It's, it's embarrassing. I remember we went into this like wellness studio and they said, oh, we'll put it on your daughter's account. And she walked out and nearly cried. So ever since then, I've just kind of had stood up and said, well, no, she's my partner. But unfortunately, in some circumstances, people don't take you seriously. As time goes on, Shani and Vaughn are getting better at ignoring other people's opinions. I think that people have this idea in society that you're after their money or, you know, that you've got mummy or daddy issues and they feel as though that they can make a comment on it. I've had people come up to me and say, oh, are you going to stay at your mummy's place or stuff? And I've turned around and said, you have no right to say that. And if you say it again, because this was in a workplace, I will be reporting you because at the end of the day, it's got nothing to do with you and it doesn't concern you whatsoever. A lot of building a relationship, especially a long-term relationship, is about making plans for the future. But given that there's a 33-year age gap between you, your futures must look very different. I would like to live together at some point, but whether or not that will happen, I'm not sure while her kids live with her. We don't really know what the future's going to hold for us, which is scary too, because I just adore her and I, I would love to have a future together, but I'm not really sure what that will would entail and whether or not it will happen. The average age gap in Western countries is 1.8 years between a man and a woman. Grace Lorden is an Associate Professor of Behavioural Science at the London School of Economics. Her research looks specifically at the relationship satisfaction over time in couples with big age gaps. 
They're not as taboo as they were, say, 10 years ago, but absolutely there are still social norms that kind of tell us that we should be marrying, settle down and having partnerships with people who are one, two, three years of an age difference from us, preferably with the man being slightly older than the woman. And that kind of spells trouble for anybody who might want to defy the social norms. It doesn't mean that they don't fall in love in the same way. It just means that they're going to be under much more scrutiny from their friends, from their neighbours, from their colleagues when they do match up with somebody who is significantly older than them. Dr Grace says that while the research on LGBTQIA plus people is inconclusive, she expects that the same norms apply... But because the community is more accepting of difference, they might have more power to make decisions outside of the age status quo. I asked Grace what counts as a large age gap. So you're looking at about a five year where things start to look a bit more um, against social norms. And it's 10 years where we see the impacts um, filtering through to things like mental health, well-being and even divorce and separation rates. So tell us more about what the research says about relationships with a yawning age gap. So firstly, as you might imagine, for women who choose to match with somebody who's much younger than them, the impacts um, are magnified. Oh, what a surprise. So everything that I say next really gets worse when the woman is the older person as compared to the man being older. But essentially when couples match and they have an age gap, say of 10 years, they tend to be happy for the first kind of one, two years. But after that, particularly after a three, four, five year period, the people with similar age gaps end up being happier. And we see them going on to have relationships that are much more stable. So Good in the short term, but bad in the long run. What are some typical problems that arise in those kinds of age gap relationships? I mean, power dynamics is going to be one that filters in. Within a household, if there is somebody who is much older than the other person, regardless of whether or not they're earning more or less, it is probably going to um, alter the power dynamics somewhat to do with economics, to do with what you're actually going to do on a mm. Saturday night, and ultimately to do with where you might be going on holidays, the very, very simple mundane things. I went on a date, this is when I was a single mum about 10 years ago, I went on a date with a young guy who was like 19 or something. I was pretty bored and, and I said something about Madonna and he didn't know who I was talking about. <laughs> and I just sort of, I felt like conversation, you know, it's a ball that you volley back and forth and I just saw the ball volley like drop to the ground. <laughs> like a, you have like to a leave them when someone doesn't know who Madonna is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good metric, okay? You don't know who Madonna is. There's the door. <laughs> and, and I think 19 is a very special age as well, where you're going through very different things to what maybe a single mom is actually going through. And <laughs> commonality really is the key. So if he didn't bore you, you might be actually saying to me today, I went on a date and met a 19 year old and fell in love. I could never understand what his interest would be in someone 20 years his senior. Naomi's 45 with two kids from a previous long-term relationship with a woman. Her current partner is 25. They met online a couple of years ago. We'd been on about four dates before lockdown hit. And then as soon as lockdown hit, he was on the north and I was on the south of Melbourne. So um, we resorted to snail mail and we wrote letters. So there was the texts and then every night we'd have a video chat. But in between we did uh, letter writing. He's 25, so a 25-year-old writing letters? Yes. Did he totally know, did knew, he know how? Did he, 
No, he didn't know what an envelope or a stamp was. <laughs> Naomi's been with her younger partner for a couple of years now and mostly the age difference is more on her radar than on his. The first 12 months, you know, we would be out and I would see a group of 20-year-old girls and I would say, why wouldn't you go and be with one of them? Why would you choose to be with someone my age? And it was a constant for me. I was very insecure about it. So besides, like, young, hot things who were 20, (laughs) what were some of your other reservations about your age gap when you commenced this relationship? I'm a single mum, so bringing someone into my boy's life who potentially wasn't going to be there longer term, that worried me. And then my concerns for my partner. He's had dreams of having his own family and being married and they're things that I'm not in a position to do. So I had a lot of reservations about stealing his youth and stealing his dreams, I guess. And what does he think about that? So those first few months he kept saying it's not important, he's choosing to be with me. And then I think as time's gone on, his dreams have changed and he is happy with what we have. I still worry that, you know, in three years' time or four years' time, that might change and he might have that strong urge to to have his own family. You know, I try not to focus on that too much. Naomi, you wrote to us in an email that for the first 18 months of your relationship, you'd sort of torture yourself with all the things that your partner was missing out on by being with you, like he'd missed out on marriage and kids of his own. How have you managed to move past that guilt? I think I still hold an element of that guilt. I think now I shift to thinking about our future and me at 70 and him at 50 and the thought of him having to take care of me and, you know, I mean, so you let go of one anxiety because he's placated me and made me feel confident that, that I'm his choice. But then that leads to the next one about, you know, ailing health as an older person Mm. and him being in the prime of his life while I'm on the decline. He works very hard to reassure me that that he has made a choice and he is happy with his choice. And I I guess he wears me down with with his reassurances. (laughs) One of the big pressures on age gap relationships is judgment from friends and family. What's been the reaction of people close to you? It probably falls into two camps. I mean, I'd had a rough few years in the lead up to meeting my partner and so everyone kind of started with, you've had a rough few years and half of them would go off and say, you deserve the happiness, just have fun. And the other half would say, you've had a rough few years, you're not making very smart choices. Naomi, what about his family? What did they make of his relationship with you? I've unfortunately been a secret. Um, They're from India. And, you know, quite a conservative family who have had arranged marriages. His sisters had an arranged marriage. So he hasn't told them about me until recently, until the last few days. And that um, hasn't been received very well in regards to gender roles and age and, you know, how could she be 45 and single and not have been married off and not, you know, what's her interest in you? Naomi, before this relationship, you were with a woman for around 20 years. Now you're with a man 20 years younger than you. That's a big change when it comes to sex. He's a generation that's grown up with porn. It's been his reference point. It's been how he learnt about sex. So we spent a lot of time in those first few months, you know, great discussions about the acting and the storyline and how could this turn people on and, you know, how is it okay to treat a woman like this? And, you know, some really interesting discussions about 
the views of sex that his generation holds versus what my generation does. And did he teach you things as well? Absolutely. I think um, I'm probably more liberated as a result of my interaction with him. That's really interesting because as a queer woman, you'd think you were the liberated one, but you got some liberation <laughs> I did that indeed, you didn't know you was know. coming. <laughs> well, I think I was quite conservative and quite a prude, really. And then, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a different world compared to, you know, a long-term relationship. Sex life, you know, takes a bit of a backseat in many ways. So it's been like a bit of a rebirth. I hate the word cougar because it suggests that the person is prey. This is behavioural scientist Dr Grace Lorden again. I asked her why it is that older women in a relationship are judged more harshly than older men. I think if it's an older male, the person will really just go through the usual societal norm pressures of shouldn't you be matching with somebody your own age? What could you possibly have in common? For women, it's the same sort of thing, but I think the pressure is just more. Women as well tend to be harsher on other women, whereas men, when they see men who are dating somebody who's a bit younger than them, there's a bit more of a guffaw and saying kind of good on you, whereas women do get it from all sides. So, Dr Grace, you said couples with a roughly two-year age gap are statistically more likely to survive. Why is that? So I guess there's two explanations. So the societal explanation is one, where there's pressure from people who are outside the relationship going in. The second is that these people will be at different stages in life. So perhaps when the flush of love wears off, you will see um, individuals parting in ways simply because their hobbies, their habits, their lifestyle, they realise the differences Mm. and then the relationship does move on. So if you're about to retire and your partner is just kind of starting their career, for example, that might be an issue? Thinking of the major life stages, starting a career, getting promoted, losing a parent, retiring. And it can be easier when you're actually going through them together because, you know, fundamentally as a couple, in order to survive, the ones that really make it are the ones that tend to have a lot in common or failing that a lot of empathy for each other's circumstances. So we're actually neighbours, the type of neighbours that share a wall between our apartments. Mel is literally seeing the boy next door. And boy might be a fitting description because he's 15 years her junior. I'd seen him around for about a year, you know, just kind of high passing in the stairwells. And I was like, oh, he's really cute, but looks very young. And then we had a street Christmas party. We just ended up talking the whole afternoon and then, yeah, had a little cheeky Christmas snog. And I was like, you do know I'm a little bit older than you, right? And he's, yeah, how old? Late 30s? And I went, sure, let's go with that. (laughs) How old are you? And he's like 30. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Did you think anything would come of your party, Pash? I'll be brutally honest. I did not think anything was going to happen from that first kind of meeting which is probably not smart given we live right next door to each other because mm. I was like, this doesn't work out. Clearly you're going to have to move. Do you notice the 15-year age difference in the bedroom? I'm the one who's conscious of things not being as firm and tight as a 30-year-old girl would. And every now and then when I do have those moments of, uh, you know, not feeling so great about my body or my life or you've just had a tough day and that horrible little inner voice that does sit on your shoulder does go, well, maybe he should be going out with a 30-year-old mm. hot chick whose boobs don't 
swing down when she hasn't got a bra on. <laughs> like <laughs> tennis balls in the bottom of a sock. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're telling the time down there when they swing from side to side. That's how you keep time. Little pendulum. But what about him feeding back? Does he give you feedback about your attractiveness and, you know, that kind of stuff? Just every single time I even remotely go close to mentioning something like that, he's just like, nope. Don't even go there. I think you're amazing. And that's all I've ever got from him is that positive affirmation around me and how happy he is and how I make him feel calm and safe and happy. But what about kind of your life plans? You know, if you imagine from zero to say you're going to live to be 100, Mm. you're on this timeline. He's a bit further behind, isn't he? (laughs) He's a little bit further behind. And it's definitely something I think that I probably think about a little bit more. And I don't know if that's a gender thing, that we're we're kind of much more conscious of that clock, I suppose, of, you know, when you are 30 and it's about meeting that right person and do you want to have kids and do you want to get married and do you want to travel and you feel like you have to squeeze all these things into that tiny kind of 20 to 40 window. Whereas I think guys are just a bit more like, yeah, when I get to it, like that's totally fine. But I do think like, oh, wow, when he's like 40, I'll be 55. And then that seems like even a bigger gap in life stages. Do you know what I mean? Mm. What about kids? Does he want any? He has said that if it happened for him, then that would be great to have kids. And if it didn't, he would also be okay with that. But then the cynical part of me goes, yeah, because you're a 30-year-old guy. It is something that I'm aware of and I've been very clear that I don't want to have any more kids. I think I would find that really hard at 45. Mel, what's the best thing about dating a younger guy? Uh, I love the fresh kind of perspective on life and the energy and the positivity. (laughs) Like he's kind of not as life jaded yet. (laughs) Even shutting the blinds last night, I was like... God, this is tiring. Life is tiring. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? We're just like the most mundane. He's like, oh, is this it? You know? And then he's like still got this like energy and this vigour because he's 30 and he's like not life weary yet. And that rubs off on you then. You're kind of looking at things with a fresh perspective. According to Dr Grace's research, the long-term outcomes for big age gap couples could seem, well, a bit bleak, to be honest. But Ange and Joe's story gives a big cross-generational middle finger to that data. Ange was 21 when she met a 53-year-old Joe. So I was just really interested in what he had to say and I guess I just felt like we just shared a lot of things intellectually, I guess. Ange and Joe are about to celebrate their 20th wedding anniversary. He's 74 now and Ange, 42. Just to put their age gap into perspective, Joe was born in the 1940s and he served in Vietnam. Ange had to teach Joe how to email and he doesn't do socials. At the start of their romance, Ange's enthusiasm for her mature man wasn't shared by everyone. I didn't even think about the age gap. It was just about the person and I really connected with Joe and I felt like we were never going to be apart again. So it just struck me as a bit rude, really, that people weren't as excited <laughs> as I was. <laughs> what sort of people weren't excited? So Joe's older than my dad by a couple of years. My 
parents were very not excited about that. <laughs> and really just one of my really bestest, most favourite friends, which is a real heartache. That person was I was really close to, just someone who I'd met going to uni and, yeah, it was really sad that that person couldn't share in that joy and that we ended up not being friends really after that. And you said your parents weren't psyched. Did they come around? (laughs) Yes. On our wedding day, Yumi, they eventually came around. So um, (laughs) Joe and I got married, oh goodness, 14 years ago, so six years after we met. And uh, my parents didn't meet Joe till the day we got married. You and Joe have been together for 20 years. Mm -hmm. 20 years is great. So in what ways do you notice the three decades that is the age gap between you in your day-to-day life? <laughs> I think, I don't know why I'm laughing, but the thing that probably jumps out at me is, why are you so tired at 8.30? Like, it's only 8.30 <laughs> at night. Like, come on, Joe, it's just not decent. You've got to make it to at least nine. Um, I think that energy level um, is definitely one thing, and Joe will need a nana nap to really, like, keep things alive for him, which is fine, but I think that's probably more frustrating for him because he feels he feels his age. You know, he feels ageing. He's like, gosh, this growing old thing really sucks sometimes. So you're having sex with a 74-year-old man? <laughs> you mean, <laughs> I think no judgement, right? Yes. I'm, I, I'm asking a <laughs> neutral question. <laughs> yes, I am having sex with a 74-year-old man. Thanks for pointing that out. How often are you guys actually having sex? We have a little... Uh, rule, I think you might say at some point years ago, Joe, I think Joe was talking about how important sex was for him and having sex regularly. And I think must have been in a slump maybe and busy with work and missing it. And so we decided every three days we would have sex. Um, We'd have it more if we wanted to, but that we would have the three day rule. So yeah. So at a minimum, you're having sex every three days. Yeah. You realise that's a lot more than most heterosexual couples? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'll, I I'll take your word I for know. it. <laughs> yeah, you would know, you mean. I do know. I talk you have to the them. conversations. <laughs> I'm asking everybody. So who nudges who more often? I think Joe probably nudges me a bit. I get a, probably a bit just bogged down in work and life. It changes, but yeah, often, often it's Joe. Or we'll say to each other, oh, it's day three today. We go, yeah, yeah, cool, perfect. Aside from their great and very regular sex life, there's another unexpected plus side from the age gap between Ange and Joe. I think the other thing that has been a massive bonus in having an age gap that I see my friends struggle with is Joe's career is kind of finished, so he's been really happy to support my career. We're not grappling with two careers, we're yeah, just grappling sure. with one, like the other one's kind of finished and Joe's really happy to just acknowledge that. So what is it about your relationship that's helped you to withstand both the judgment of others and also the challenge of being at those different life stages? I definitely think over 20 years, just like any relationship, I'm sure we've certainly had to negotiate and navigate a lot. And I think that's probably something that maybe if I was in a standard age difference relationship, that might not have been the same. I think that's the challenging bit, but it's also a strength because you really have to work together. I think we're a really amazing team because of it. 
I have a lot of friends who are in age gap relationships and some of them are really blissfully happy and for them these are just statistics that apply to the average person and they're not average. What's really interesting about the period that we're in now is that we're almost going through a rewiring where people are realizing actually there are individual differences, these differences are beautiful and we should just let people get on with their lives and be happy. Ladies, we need to remember that having things in common, like knowing who Madonna is, is helpful but not essential. And if you're lucky enough to get into the groove with someone who doesn't make you want to walk into the sea, then maybe give it a shot. After all, what is an age gap but a measure of time past, measured by the swinging pendulum of our waist-level boobs? This podcast was produced on the lands of the Gundungurra, Bidjigal and Gadigal peoples. Ladies We Need to Talk is mixed by Anne-Marie de Betancourt, produced by Tamar Kranswick, supervising producer is Alex Lolbach, and our executive producer is Kyla Slavin. This series was created by Claudine Ryan. I'm Naz. Hi, Naz. Uh, oh, last month I spent $65 on subscription services and I only watched one show. My own. Oh. And uh, this month I spent $85 on beauty products for my hair and skin and I didn't even get to show it off to anyone because I spent the entire month on the couch watching my own show. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah fair enough. Been there. Hi, I'm Nazim Hussain, and in 2021, I presented a series of The Pineapple Project all about being frugal, and I learned a lot. But I've realised since that there are huge areas of my life that we didn't get to cover, and it's showing up on my bank statement, big time. I need help. Quick. And by the sounds of it, you do too. So, this season of The Pineapple Project, we're getting even more frugal. So let's tweak our streaming subscriptions. Budget out our beauty regimens. Date without debt. And heaps more. New Pineapple Project. Find us on the ABC Listen app or wherever you pod.